beautiful people. What's up? It's your girl, Laura Renee, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Soul Feel Podcast. I hope you guys are doing great, enjoying this beautiful spring weather, and um, whew, this pollen. This pollen is something else, right? But um, other than that, I hope you guys are good, and, and if you're not good because of the pollen, get some allergy medicine, and we're just going to keep pushing through on this, you know? But um, this week's episode, I have a special guest, one of my friends um, in the IG world and one of my supporters of the podcast, um, Leonza Williams from Perfunctory Arts, is going to be on here to talk about his art, his craft, um, his inspiration, what inspires him, and also talk about, you know, his personal struggles with mental health issues as well. So stay tuned in and I hope you all enjoy. Hey, Leonza, how's it going? Hey, hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Good. I'm doing good. Thank you for, thank you so much for asking. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's been a crazy week. Crazy yet busy week, but it's all good, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, I feel you on that. So tell us about yourself. Um. Yeah, so, well, first off, kind words, kind words. I really appreciate, you know, those those kind words you gave me about my art and stuff. I really appreciate that when I get big ups and stuff. Thank um, you. <laughs> but uh, you know, want to tell me, you know, tell you about myself. Um, I'm 26 years old. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm from Goldsboro, North Carolina. Um, and I, you know, I moved to Fayetteville after graduating college. Uh, okay. Got married to my college sweetheart. Oh. Uh huh. So it kind of, you know, everything kind of went in that Disney, you know, that perfect world Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I yeah. Love it. Well, more like a John Singleton movie, I want to say. That's how uh, it kind of was. Yeah, let, more like a John Singleton movie. <laughs> okay. Well, we about to dig deep on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, went to uh, Elizabeth City State mm-hmm. um, for my undergrad and then went to Pembroke okay. Um, okay. for my graduate from MBA. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I didn't go to school for art. I went for uh, business. Okay. And, mm-hmm. And that's a story itself. Um, that's also, you know, that's that's a part of this story as well. Um, I have a twin brother. That's one thing. That's I have an identical twin brother. My best oh. friend I was born with, you know. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brothers, brothers by chance, friends by yes. choice. There yeah. you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm born my best friend. Um, I'm an artist. Uh, and I've been um, taking my artwork more seriously now in a more of an, uh, since last year, as mm-hmm. I accepted myself as an artist. And um, when I did that, everything starting to flow, my life started to flow more smoothly. Um, and, you know, to start off, you know, to start off, I do want to, you know, explain I was... Uh, diagnosed with depression, uh, major mm. depression last year. Because mm-hmm. um, all my life I've been uh, struggling where um, my, my mother doesn't even know um, about this, but um, since I was a child, I can find myself, I found myself like going by, going, finding myself in, I'm trying to explain, finding myself, uh, a, go find myself a, a lone, quiet spot. And I'll mm-hmm. find myself crying. Like to my even since I was a child, I've I've done that, and I really? didn't talk to anyone about it. Yeah, didn't talk to anyone about it. 
I don't think I told my brother about it. He knows now, but I just kept doing it all my life. And um, mm-hmm. and I would find myself thinking pessimistic a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, more recently, I decided, hey, it's time for me to go to, you know, get therapy. And I thought of that when uh, me and my wife, we, we decided to adopt. We adopted two beautiful children from foster care. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that's amazing! Mm-hmm. And we adopted um, oh. we adopted them last year, and they came mm-hmm. into our home in 2019. Mm-hmm. And seeing their journey, they had therapy, and I was like, hmm, you know, um, what they're going to and what going through, and the classes that we went through to understand them more helped me understand myself and understand trauma, and understand, mm-hmm. you know, um, my own emotions and understanding what I was going through. So I decided. to maybe you should go to therapy, you know? Right. And, and everything started moving a little bit smooth, more smoother with my life, mm-hmm. understanding myself and understanding uh, my own emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, as I still do have these moods where I just, I'll be having fun. I can be having the time of my life. Everything's just working perfectly. All of a right. sudden, all of a sudden something just, um, something just goes, I just start brooding. I just go like, I'm going to catch up with y'all, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was, I just started brooding, you know, right. um, and I just call them, we call them my sad spells. That's what we call them at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, what my wife and I call them and she'll ask me, am I having one of those spells? And, um, she'd give me my time and, you know, to get myself together and I'll work through, you know, those brooding moods. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, and as an artist, I do. It's easier for me to explain my how I feel through my art. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if you notice how rappers, uh, like, or any musical artist, how they sometimes you hear them talking in interviews, and they, the way they talk is kind of like, I can understand them better through the music, kind of like that. Yes, I get it. Yeah, that's how I kind of go with my artwork. You can kind of understand me better through that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. That is amazing. So how did everything start for you? Um, as far as my art? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, everything started. I've been drawing ever since I was in kindergarten. I can remember. Well, I can, as far as I can remember. Um, and <laughs> I can, I'm not sure if you, you know, you, you're into anime, into like superheroes and stuff like that. I love my superheroes. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> okay. And, um, which one's your favorite superhero? <laughs> Oof, let's see. My first number one is Batman, hands down. <laughs> okay. Love me some Batman. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I can't hate on that. I can't hate on that. <laughs> you know, Batman is he's well prepared. He has a plan for everything. And we yes. need, you know, we we should all take follow his advice. Well, follow what he's doing on having plans on everything. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but um back to you know, um to how Profundary Art started. I've started drawing since I was uh, like maybe kindergarten. And I used to watch like Dragon Ball Z, all types of anime and stuff. I'd be like, oh, I want to draw this. And, um, and I would try to draw it and it uh-huh. it just looked, it looked bad. And I used to be like, mom, <laughs> mom, I can't, you know, I can't do it. It just looked funny. Like, I, I just, I didn't really, you know, as a kid, you're just thinking you're about to draw this masterpiece. It looked just like I look on yeah. TV. And I'd be Absolutely. Like, I used to get upset and be like, Mario, right? Oh, yeah. I feel you though. I feel you on that. You, you was being hard on yourself and just, you know, trying to get everything to be perfect. You know, so I get it. Mm-hmm. Definitely. 
Mm-hmm. And eventually, um, um, like I, I kept drawing. That's the thing. I kept going. And in school, I, we would do like I'm not um try to explain this. It was like with little, like we'll get like a little stamp, like a little circle stamp, and we'll put paint on the bottom of it and stick it to some paper. Yes. And we made uh-huh. a caterpillar out of that. And everybody's caterpillar looked looked the same, and mine was different because I put sunglasses on mine. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I love it. And they, yeah, and, <laughs> and this was like a a hit. Like it, it went to the mall. It hung it up in the mall. My mom took me to go really? see it and everything. Oh like, that's how it stood out. I was like, it has glasses, sunglasses, and that was the only yes. one that looked, you know different oh my god you know and it's funny that you said that too because i do remember those days when you would walk into the mall and they'd be like right like in the middle of the mall there'll be like this beautiful like gallery Mm -hmm. of like different arts and creations that like the kids from different schools will make and stuff and it was it's amazing that like how at such a young age like people were gifted with that talent you know and just you know just took their creative flow to a whole nother level you know oh yeah oh yeah yes some nice stuff on there. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Oh, so because you had sunglasses on your caterpillar, it took it to another level. I love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think about it now, I was like, <laughs> was, I was, was kind of beginning, unique, you know? Yes, exactly. But that, you know, that uniqueness on them, that, that you got mm-hmm. it, that, the glasses. Um, yeah, and then uh, after that, like after kindergarten, I've uh, I had a best friend who lived right beside me. Um, and he um he had a cousin who moved in with him and uh he could draw he he could draw and i was glad i met him because he he taught me how to trace he taught me you know how to like i learned from him he didn't necessarily explain it but i learned from him and seeing how he drew and he told me mm-hmm. he trade he traced and stuff and that's how he learned and i um that helped me a lot understand how to draw and and that gave me more of a concept to drawing these characters. And, I, and keep in mind, I kept drawing these Dragon Ball Z characters. I just wanted to draw Dragon Ball Z. That's really the only thing I wanted to draw. And mm-hmm. um, and eventually my craft got better. I got older. And uh, people wanted me to draw for them. I was that quiet kid. Whenever we, the teacher give us a, a project we got to work on, here they go coming to me, you know. <laughs> you know, project, <laughs> they got to be, you know, they got to be artsy and look good. They come to me. And, you know, I was one of those kids those kids and um and then I just uh I did, I wanted to go to school for art as I got older and um and I remember I studied uh after the guy who created Family Guy and mm-hmm. Seth McFarlane and he went to a school in Rhode, Rhode Island and I was like hmm I would like to go there and uh you know my my parents well not my parents but my father would more so likely be like you know no like he'll just say no like just strong no and um like just nope like that like you know he did it kind of like that it kind of like a shutdown and um, yeah yeah and then we tried to go we went when I went to Elizabeth City I tried to do um like graphic design and that's not necessarily what I wanted to do I wanted to do more Mm -hmm. so like animation and stuff like that and they didn't really have my major and then the classes are kind of like emotionally exhausting because we'll have like Mm -hmm. this thing called um critiques and where we'll get our okay. paperwork and put it on the wall, and then the whole class talk about it, and um, and then the teacher would kind of get the professor kind of get rough, like he would kind of say stuff like, "My craft was terrible" or something like that, and he'd be like, "If you was on stage, I would pull you off with a cane." He'll say stuff like, that. "Oh I'm my like, goodness!" Oh, no. I finished. Whoa, yeah, what in the world? I finished the class, but I was I, I changed my major that semester, and I just went did business, 
And um, uh-huh. I feel like it was for me at the time. Business was for me at the time. Right. And, um, and yeah, it was for me at the time. And I understood a lot about business and I wanted to do a gym and I kind of changed everything and I kind of stripped the art from myself. I got like off tangent and mm-hmm. I started working out a lot and stuff, just being in college, hanging out with some football players and stuff and hanging out in the right. gym. I just started uh, working out a lot, me and my brother. And I was like, I want to open a, open a gym. You know, I want to use my degree to open a gym. And okay. yeah, okay. And after um, college, I got a, a job at the gym. And it wasn't mm-hmm. it, 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 at a gym and it kind of like it wasn't what I wanted. And um, yeah, if, yeah, eventually you felt like something was missing. Mm, yeah, something was missing. And eventually I just like decided, hey, um, I like, you know, drawing and being, you know, doing drawing and being an artist. And mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, step um, stepped up to actually drawing. I seen all these people on Instagram who do draw and put they still, you know, just put how they feel out on you know, on Instagram. I, I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. And um, at one point, I did use the word perfunctory. I like the word perfunctory. Because the actual word, um, I, I was watching Two and a Half Men in high school, and I heard Charlie Sheen. I used say, to love that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was funny. Yes. It was funny. It was kind of dry to me, but it was funny at the same time. Yes. Um, absolutely. And I heard Charlie Sheen character say perfunctory. And I was like, what's that mean? And I looked it up. And I, I like the word, even though it means something like um, it means like doing something with little to no, to no effort, kind of like mm-hmm. as if someone has an attitude and I, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to give minimal effort. Kind of like that. Right. But uh, <laughs> but I, I just like the word. It sounds as perfunctory. It sounds fun to me. And um, right. I get yeah. It. And I use that to uh, as my brand so I can, you know, to say art was done with little to no effort, like it's effortless expression. Mm-hmm. Mm, and I, I just flipped that and took the positive out of the word. Well, I took the negative mm-hmm, and using the positive. That, that is amazing. Mm-hmm. And because like you said, this here, here it is something that has like a completely different meaning. And you was like, Nope, I'm going to, I'm not going to accept it for what it is. And I'm going to make this twist and change it, make it my own, you know, personalize it and take it from there. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, um, I'm not going to discredit my wife. She helped me <laughs> come up with the effortless expression <laughs> part. I'm going to give her credit. You know? See, there you go. There you go. That's right. Got to represent. Oh, yeah. Got to tell like mm-hmm. it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. So what inspires your craft? Um, What inspires my craft? Um, A lot. I want to say a lot. And I don't just go look at other pictures on Instagram and just go, oh, you know, um, that looks good. I want to, you know, try something like that. Um, I don't really mm-hmm. follow a lot of the trends on Instagram. I more so go about, you know, about myself. Kind of like back in the day with the sunglasses on the, the caterpillar. I want to try to be yes. different. And a lot of times I get my inspirations from real life. And that's how some things may come, like some of my artwork may come off as like, I won't say gothic, but kind of scary sometimes because sometimes I... I I use my nightmares sometimes as a uh, as as a uh, muse, you know, as mm-hmm. something to you know as inspiration. Like I use my own thoughts. Like I hear a song or something that I like, or like a verse in a rap song or something that I like. I draw something like you know based off that. I get inspiration off of what I watch. Uh, art reflects mm-hmm. life, and you know, life is not just everything just happy and you know. Sometimes you have the bad days, you know. 
Exactly. You have the good days, you know. Sometimes you, you're in the middle, you know. And that's mostly where I get my inspiration from. But, um, yeah, more so where I do get it from is, like, um, well, uh, I listen to um, a lot of music. And I listen to different types, mm-hmm. not just rap music, but I listen to, like, pop. I listen to... Um, <laughs> I listen to some of the anime openings, like songs, and they're just like all Japanese words, but they evoke feelings. Yeah, you can't yeah, hear a word. You don't I understand think... a word they're saying, but I can feel what the music, you know, gives me. Yeah, not yes, all based I get off it, that. I get it. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So um, do you have a favorite artist that inspires your, your craft? Hmm. Um, I do. Um, I would say, well, Stan, um, Stan Lee, he was uh, the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics. Yeah. For Marvel. Yes, he, sir. Um, I really looked up to him a lot um, when it comes to um, art, when it came to the characters and how he, you know, came, his, his story of how he was, um, how he became, you know, his the icon of Marvel. You know, he still is, mm-hmm. you know, even though he's, you know, exactly. gone, rest in peace um, to him. And it, uh, he was a like a great influence on what I do. Um, and I would say uh, mostly, other than that, it would be mostly, um, I don't have like an actual artist I actually follow. I do like uh, Basquiat's mm-hmm. work. I do like his work. Yes, I yes. Do like, mm-hmm. I love his work. And, um, and mostly I do follow like a lot of uh, musicians, like, well, Rappers like Travis Scott, <laughs> J. Cole, I follow mm-hmm. them um, more so, yeah, go. and how they put their music out. I try to emulate how they uh, put their, I try to emulate that and try to put my music out, not m- music, but my artwork out mm-hmm. as if it's, you know, in the same fashion and the same influence. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So, um, Oh my goodness! I just my mind just went blank. I know I was thinking about um I was over here visioning um what you were saying about Travis Scott and J Cole. Um, I am a huge J Cole fan, oh, okay. so like I always love. Um, you actually have a a picture on your IG mm-hmm. page um with something that you had created of J Cole, and I was like drawn to it. I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I love <laughs> it. I love it. You know, um, anything with J. Cole is like, whether it's big or small, no matter what it is, if I see it, I'm like obsessed with it, you know. And so when I saw your um, your creation of it, I was just like, I was drooling because I was just like, oh, my gosh, it's J. Cole. <laughs> it was just beautiful. I really appreciate it. And it just kind of like you're anytime. Yeah, and it just grabbed the essence of, you know, the the craft behind it in, in addition to J. Cole as a person. So I, I really love that touch because it was like a touch of you and your gift, but also a touch of his and his gift too. So that was a very beautiful thing. I really love that. Oh, of yeah. course. So definitely keep keep up the good work on that for sure. Um, so how did you feel about or how do you currently feel about telling your story through your art? Um, yeah. Um, but before I answer that, can we can I go back to the J. Cole um, picture? I have a little story about that. Well, not necessarily a story, but... Yes. Um, Please so do, because I want to hear same, it. <laughs> the same uh, picture that I had, I've done that like maybe two years ago when I first started drawing digitally. And I've done, I've done that mm-hmm. picture like maybe two years ago. And when I posted it, um, I, he doesn't have a... a, a Instagram or anything like that. But when I posted it, 
I'm not sure if you know who T minus is. T minus, that doesn't sound familiar um, to me. No. Have you heard J. Cole say, like, uh, you good T minus in the in the song as the song starts? Yes. Yeah, that's the yes. guy who like um that's his tagline for when he uh produces a song, like he produced Middle Child. Um, and he actually mm-hmm. liked that picture uh, like two years ago. Yeah. Oh snap. How did, I, <laughs> I was I was going I around everywhere in my office that. telling everybody. <laughs> See, and you never know. He could have easily like show like did like a screenshot or and showed it to J. Cole. Yeah, never, you never know. know. You never, never know. know. Hey, J. Cole be watching. He definitely be watching. He'll he he might not say much, but he be oh, yeah. watching. Definitely. So mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh yeah. So yeah, there was a tattoo artist. Um oh gosh, I forgot his name, but I follow him on IG. He's he's here. North Carolina has a shop um, in downtown Raleigh, and he did this beautiful painting of J. Cole um, a few years ago, and through word of mouth, uh, J. Cole found it. I think somebody from his camp discovered it, like, on an explore page or something on IG or something like that, and ended up, um, he ended up finding out where the guy was at, like, his shop was located at, and went to the shop, took a picture with him in the art wow. and everything. Definitely. So, yeah, so you yeah. never know. You never, never know, know, man. Never know. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Definitely. So um yeah, so tell me so tell me about um like how do you feel about um telling your story through your telling art? my story through my art. I feel um I feel like uh for one one thing I do it feels I do feel nervous. That's one thing I do wanna say. I do feel nervous, you know, exposing myself, you know. But at mm-hmm. the same time, the same reason why I'm nervous is because people get to see, you know, that side about me is also a positive about it. And people get to see, you know, um, what depression looks like, what depression really looks like. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like somebody just walking around sad and kind of looking like Eeyore from uh, Winnie the Pooh, you know, (laughs) you know, um, I used to be like, what's up with this guy when I was a kid? (laughs) I know me too. I wanted to give him a hug. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Right. (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah, um, depression looks like, you know, I walk around with my, uh, head up a lot. I smile a lot, mm-hmm. you know, and just to, you know, let people know what depression really looks like, what to check on your friends, yes. you know, to really check on people. Um, mm-hmm. and anybody who's going through that, you know, going may have those thoughts and that those are just thoughts, you know, like, you know, suicide is just when you have those thoughts, there, there are thoughts and sometimes you may fantasize about it. But, you know, um, you know, things get better. But um, putting that out and telling my story, I do feel like um, I'm helping. I feel like, you know, I'm becoming um, an icon myself um, for uh, mental health, more so of an advocate for mental health. And um, I hope, you know, to reach um, reach out to a lot of people about, you know, with those dealing with those issues. That's amazing. And you know, and sometimes, you know, like you said, you're so dedicated and driven with your art, um, that sometimes you you're doing it for you and yourself, um, for your your mental state, your mental well being. Um, and unbeknownst to you, you're you're really helping someone out that's going through it, you know, just just by grabbing the essence of what you're currently feeling. So that also helps too, because, you know, any, 
any and everybody that's out there right now is dealing with something different, whether they want to talk about it or not, you know, so anything helps when us like talking, like for instance, like this podcast, someone's out there listening and it's helping them to, you know, get the help that they need and to, you know, just keep everything positive and, and push forward to be a better person. And then with, and with your art, it's the same thing, you know, it's definitely the same thing. And it's beautiful because it also inspires people who might have that craft of wanting to do art in different forms but just don't know where to start at where to begin and just getting that inspiration from you can just make it blossom and take it to a whole nother level yeah i love that you know somebody to reach out to me and tell me thank you you know what you've done has helped me you know help me change my mind on a lot of things or just thank you you've helped me um inspire me to you know better my craft or better myself you know Mm-hmm. That is so true. So when you were, you know, being, you know, open and sharing your art and, you know, and expressing your feelings and everything through your art um, with your friends and family scene and how, how what was their response? What was their reaction? To <laughs> yeah. That? Um, so when I, I posted it, uh, I, <laughs> I was, it took me a lot of energy to put. I got off Instagram after I posted it. Um, I logged out. Yeah. Oh. After I posted it. And um, when uh-huh. I got back on, a lot of people, I, I forgot about it, honestly, a little bit. I kind of forgot about it because I didn't, I won't worry about who liked it, who saw it. And um, my brother, mm-hmm. uh, well, after, you know, at the time, um, at the time I didn't, um, I didn't tell my brother about it until like years later. And um, he, my twin brother, uh, texted me and told me, you know, that year was a hard, like a, a hard year for a lot of us and stuff. And he's glad that I'm here and that I'm actually here to be, you know, what I'm here. And now I'm, um, I've become a father. I've become a good husband. Mm-hmm. I'm a, actually a good person, you know, and that's good that I kept on moving and I, and I wasn't successful. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So through, um, so right now in your current state, how how are you feeling about everything? Do you have any regrets on anything that you've done, or you wish you could have maybe gotten help sooner, or you know, was there anything in your in your heart and your passion that you wish you could have done a little bit better or a little differently? Yeah, now? I do wish I could have got help sooner. Um, I was, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I uh, really took it took took it seriously about it. I've um, when it happened. I was uh, in a dark place, um, you know, just leaving college. I see, I used to see my mama every day of my life, you know, I got until college. Um, mm-hmm. And then that was a, a hard transition for me. Even though my brother was there with me, it was a hard transition. And, um, and it, I've, uh, and I was da- at the time I was dating this person and uh, she was kind of like, at the time she was toxic. I don't know how she is now. I don't, you know, know how her life is going on now um uh but um it was like kind of toxic at the time um just dealing with Mm -hmm. me and my brother um you know banging heads you know we we in college together we don't know how to do this together we just come and we come out of the hood too like we just left the hood and went to college you know um Mm -hmm. a lot of people i knew you know passed away you know dealing with survivor's guilt um lot of stuff that I was going through and I didn't I didn't really realize that until now as you know I was a man then but I'm I'm, you know being a grown man 
now, you know, um, seeing things in a different light. Like I was going through a lot and, um, and I was by myself at the time at night. My brother left left out to go uh, hang with some friends, and I would I just took uh, mm-hmm. this um, this case of pills, and I took a lot of them. And you know, similar to the uh, gentleman that spoke in the, your um, your last guest, as he spoke, I just sat there and waited to see if something was going to happen. And um, wow. yeah, it was dark. I didn't. I I don't think I really saw my hands when I think about it now. It was just completely dark. I couldn't see my hands or anything. And um, oh yeah, and it, I was in a dorm, my dormitory, and I, I didn't think about it. But if I was successful, I, I might get a little emotional. My brother could have came back, you know, and saw me, you know, land there. I could have put something on him if I was successful. You know what I mean? Right. And um, he exactly. didn't know, you know, I was uh, going, I was trying that, and everything. I luckily afterwards, I just had, you know, I had, uh, I diarrhea afterwards that was the only thing that happened but um yeah praise god yeah i'd rather deal with that than than anything worse you know and i was just trying um i I was really trying you know trying that and then uh afterwards i told the you know the toxic person about it i'm gonna call a toxic person i told my she was in and out and i talked she was the only person i talked about it and she was like uh I was mm-hmm. stupid, but doing, you know, not just like you're stupid. <laughs> I'm glad you're alive. Just, you know, you're, that was a stupid move. It was more so like, you know, you're dumb for trying to do that and stuff like that. But, um, so she didn't, she didn't even bother trying to give any compassion or try to understand why you was having that process of acting on it. No, or anything like it, that? Was, it was more so like you're just trying to get attention, you know, you know, kind of thing. Wow. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I kept that to myself. Uh, even now, uh, my mom, uh, I haven't told my mom yet. Yeah, I might talk to her right after we get off. Because, you know, when I post, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. uh, I'm on a podcast, y'all. My mom is definitely going to go and find it. You know, my mom is going to oh, definitely do that. I love it. <laughs> yes, I know. That, that's my parents all day long, definitely. Yeah, mom. <laughs> that is amazing. Oh man, well shame on the girl for for doing that, and you know, but that at the same time, it gave you a chance to um, see her for what she really was, and you just didn't need that space or that energy from her anymore, and you know that that ended up helping you to like remove yourself from that. Yeah, and everything. Yeah, it took me a little bit more, you know, to <laughs> than that, but yeah. And I understand. Yeah, because, you you know, we always try to see the good in people and we always try to, like, give people another chance and stuff. But when they reveal their true colors and reveal, you know, to us who they really are. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. it's it's time to bounce, you know. So, yeah. But, you know, sometimes it's hard because I know like with us, especially um, I find that a lot in common with a lot of us that have dealt with mental health issues is that we always show compassion um, for others, even when others don't show compassion for us and so we try to find every excuse in the book to just keep them around our space and everything no matter how toxic or bad or you know how much they draining us of our energy you know sometimes they might be the main cause of Mm -hmm. our our issues you know our, our depression or stuff like that but you know we still try to overextend ourselves and still try to you know look look through the good 
you know, within them and press forward. But other times it's like, nope, mm-mm. even when you try to look good, try to look for the good in them, there is no good. And that's that's when you have to take the necessary step to say, OK, you know what? It's time yeah, to bounce. That's and true. That's, it. that's true. And I think a lot of times yeah. that I, at young ages, we try, we're figuring out who we don't want, you know, more so instead of who we want, we're right. figuring out mm-hmm. who we don't want or what type of people we don't want to, exactly. you know, want to live the rest of your life with maybe, you know? Mm. Exactly. That is so true. That is so, so true. So let me ask you um, mm-hmm. a couple personal questions. Um, what are your long-term and short-term goals? <laughs> um, short, excuse me, long-term or short-term term goals? Oh, okay. I, well, your answer, I was, for the first question, long-term, short-term girls, I was going to say uh, my wife. <laughs> right I know that's right (laughs) Um, my long term short term goals my for one thing I do want to do is uh, you know like I was saying earlier I do want to save somebody's life I want to save somebody's life through performing the arts or through me I could do that if I could do that Mm -hmm. I would because I um, um, I've known you know people uh, who did you know were successful with suicide and um, and I do uh, want to be have be the type, be the person to um, be the t- the person who uh, saves someone's life through their craft. You know, uh, like I was saying earlier, make them change their mind. That's one goal I definitely want to get done. Um, and uh, another long term goal, I do want to compete. I mean, this is. I'm gonna put it out there. I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there. I want to compete with Disney, you know. There you go. <laughs> I want to hey, compete with I'm Disney, right you know. I'm gonna go ahead and put I'm it right. out there. You heard it on Sophie, <laughs> Sophie podcast. Exactly. <laughs> you heard it here first, y'all. <laughs> and what? <laughs> That's right. You, oh, yeah. you think you put your mind to? So I'm, I'm with you for that. Definitely. See there, mm-hmm. you, there you oh, go. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right now, you got anything else? Oh, those those are um, the main things. Those are the main things right there. Those are the main things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I respect that. Mm-hmm. Definitely respect that. So when you was talking about your journey with um, getting help and therapy um, outside of your art, um, did you, well, first, did you talk to your therapist about the situation that happened um, back when you, was, you were in the school um, with, you know, trying to commit suicide and everything. Yeah, I told her about it. Um, like I, I, I had, you know, mm-hmm. even um, it was high time I did go to therapy. I, I told her about it. I had times where, when I was a teenager, I would uh, cut myself. Even in college, I, I had problems where I, I used to when I, and um, when I was an art major, we had to get exacto knives. I used to use uh, those to cut myself, mm-hmm. and I have still have like a scar on my arm still that I can, you know, that's still there. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I used to do stuff like that. Um and uh yeah, I explained that to her and um and I was happy that you know I had somebody to talk to about it. Somebody not to say my wife, because um, you know, I enjoy talking to my wife, but uh more so of a not un, not saying she's biased, but talking to an unbiased uh, person on the outside of your life, you know, your everyday life exactly. felt um mm-hmm. very felt good. And and then on top of that, talking to someone from the mm-hmm. outside looking in, you know, helps too. So that I get it, you know, and it also because it might be something. That, um, 
see for ourselves or, you know, our significant other might not see, but the therapist will see it, you know, and that would, you know, help you, um, you know, once it's discussed and what you need to do to, you know, maybe to change that, that way of thinking or, or something that you may have to improve on, you know, depending on what the situation is. So mm-hmm. that's, that's really, really great. And is your family acceptive of you going to um, seeing a therapist and everything and getting the help that you need? Yeah, uh, everybody's um, everybody's uh, supportive. Um, even my kids, they understand what's going on. They're, they're very mm-hmm. supportive, too. Um, and I uh, talked to my mom about my depression because she has uh, she uh, had struggled with depression. I've seen that growing up. Um, and I talked to her about it um, a little after I started therapy and she's there. She she checks on me and um She's asking me because my nickname is Rue. I was named after the nicknamed after the little um, kangaroo on <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Mm-hmm. Oh. And she goes, she goes, Rue, uh, Rue, you making Rue time? You know, like oh, yes, man, like I'm I making love time. <laughs> yes. What What would we be without our bombs? You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. So, um, how are you a different person today? Any lessons learned? Oh yeah, I, I've learned a lot of lessons. Um, I've learned um, just to, I've learned you know a lot of how to explain my emotions, how to uh, how to you know give not just I'm happy, I'm sad, I'm mad, I'm in the middle. You know, not just that, but I can. You know, give you know more words to define how I'm really feeling. Like I'm happy because I'm proud that I've done something. Mm. Um, yeah, um, being in the now. Um, you know, because uh, I have a lot of times I, I drift off to the past. Yes, I me go too. to the future sometimes. Then you know, it's just better to be here. You know, right now. You know, and um, I've learned that. I've learned that it gets better. You know, things may seem hard sometimes, but it, it gets better. It definitely does. Now, now that you mention it, um, I know I still struggle with that, too, because I tend to, like, overthink, over-worry myself a lot and everything. I'm always thinking about, I think, I feel like I think about the future more. Like, I might think about the past every now and then and drift off to that, but I really find myself, like, thinking about what's going to happen in the future. And, like, the unknown gets on my nerves so bad because it's like, I just want to know what's going to happen. <laughs> And mm-hmm. so I'm planning everything ahead because I want everything in the future to be smooth sailing. But it's hard to do that because, you know, that's what life is all about. You just kind of got to go with the flow and live in the present moment um, and everything. But what are some tips that's like helping you with like being in that present moment and like just feeling yourself right now? Oh, yeah. Um, I have, I meditate. Um, actually, I meditated before <laughs> before, you know, we, we got on call. That's great. Mm-hmm. I meditate, uh, and that helps me get in, stay in the now. Um, I would like to do it every day, um, but most of the time I do it maybe like twice a week at least, mm-hmm. you know. And I have these beads, and I uh, I heard Charlemagne the God talking about this one time, and I was like, hey, you know, that might help me. And I mm-hmm. used it. And, um, it's these beads, kind of like Mardi Gras beads. Yeah. And um, I count them as I, you know, have my eyes closed meditating. And I count mm-hmm. them as I, you know, continue to um, drift, and mm-hmm. um, and I do, and I do that, and I have a, a mantra that I give myself 
that I um, recite to myself as I um, as I do it. And then also I um, steam my face. Um, it's good for men to, you know, have their time to like, you know, they men yes. also do manicures, pedicures, but it's also good. They, they have their steam, their beard, steam, their face. You know, I, I do that uh, twice a week. Um, that's good. Yeah, okay, that now mm-hmm. I might need I might need some tips for that steaming though, because I'm <laughs> I'm just starting to get into that. And like I, um, Jada Pickett Smith um was on her IG page, and she was talking about her skincare um routine, and she does a lot of steaming, but it works. It works mm-hmm. though, and so I've been like really intrigued by that and everything. So it's it's like a um, and then I went to go get a facial. Um, done maybe about a month ago or two months ago, and the lady um steamed my face first before she, um you know proceeded on with the the facial um just to get like your pores open up and everything and just kind of put, make you feel more relaxed and it's it really makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, it does. It does. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So like you know that that whole self-care, the self-care routine, I can't express it enough how important it is for everybody, men, women, anybody to, um, to do it. Cause it really sets the tone to help you relax, to be at ease and just to have, um, that peace of mind, you know, and it's, and take care of yourself. That's, that's the main important thing. So that's, that's always a hundred percent, always a hundred percent given. Um, so, um, how are you a different person, um, in terms of like your art? Do you feel like your art is different too, since you've kind of like, um, you know, getting the help that you're needing with your therapy as well too? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, a lot of times, um, before my uh, therapy, I, I, I was always skilled, you know, mm-hmm. um, but now, um, there's more intention with my artwork yes. and I can control I that a little bit more in my artwork. I used to just draw mm-hmm. random stuff sometimes and I'll just draw, uh, something I saw somebody else do, or I used to draw for other people. Um, mm-hmm. but now I'm also draw for myself. Um, right now, currently, but, uh, and it feels good to draw for myself. You know, I don't feel yes. that, that if this person is going to like it, I don't have to feel it, you know? Um, exactly. yeah. Yeah. And I, I more so draw for myself and I, and I, I think that people see that intention and, um, and, you know, and it feels good to, that people notice the attention. Amen. That mm-hmm. is so true. So what would others say? What would you like to say to others in your arms um, in a similar situation? In a similar situation? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as far as art or? For um, art and therapy, both. Art and therapy. Mm-hmm. I would say um, for artists, I would say, you know, take your time with yourself. If you, you know, it, it's not, it's not bad to back off and then, you know, Work on your craft for yourself. Like the, if you want to learn a new skill, it doesn't mean that you're bad. Anything like that, you you always can learn. You can never be too old to learn. That's one thing I tell my children. Like they always talk about how they want to grow up. You're never too old to learn. You know exactly. Yeah, and that's that's one thing I've learned. I always uh, was drawn with like, you know, pen, paper, paint. You know, I used to paint stuff like that, but. Um, you know, I like digital. I really like, that's what I, always, what I always wanted to do. And I had to learn that. I learned that at maybe when I was like 25. Yeah, 25. I started that and I had to learn that. I had to watch tutorials, show people mm-hmm. how you like it, you know. And it's that's not, you know, it's not, it's not, um, 
anything negative about doing that. Right. And I would say about yeah. therapy, um, I would say, yeah, um, take time for yourself. That's definitely one thing. And, and be in the now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I even I understand times do get hard. Times do. And as they do, you know, you once you're taking care of yourself or you have a toolkit, um, you know, you, you're better prepared for those situations. You know, because me as a father, sometimes uh, things could go, you know, bad and I can and as a leader of not as a leader to my children, they look up to me to see if something's happening. Not, you know, and and um, you have to make certain choices and, you you know, those choices have to be made um, with a balance of your logical thinking and your emotional thinking. Mm-hmm. That is so true. With a healthy balance. That is so true. Exactly. Healthy balance indeed. It's, mm-hmm. it's so vital to have that, definitely. So, where can our listeners view your work? Um, whether it's your social media page, your website page, where can they view your work at? Oh, yeah. You can um, view my work at uh, Instagram, Perfunctory Arts, um, you know, at Perfunctory Arts. And I'm also on Facebook at Perfunctory Arts. It's all together. Um, Okay. And I'm also have a YouTube page. Um, it's it's basically all my videos of effortless expression. Um, I've, mm-hmm. I get other artists to um, explain what effortless expression means to them as they show a, a, a video of their craft and how they use that to express themselves. And that's on the YouTube on the Perfunctory Arts YouTube page. Okay, mm-hmm. nice, nice. And do you do like um different kinds of um of art or post different things like every day or just kind of like whenever you're in that that vibe or in that feeling you want to just post something out then? Um yeah, I post uh I don't have a specific day. I normally post like once a week or twice a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very nice, very and very very nice. So I will definitely be keeping a close eye on your art, like I'm already doing now, because <laughs> I love it and it's very it's deep. Thank you. Um, I know there was another one. You're welcome. There was another one that we were. Um, I think you and I were talking about maybe about a month ago um, that you had posted about um, just like the mental health um, issues and everything, and it was like the one about like suicide. And how deep and intense that art was. And we were talking about, you know, the passion behind it. Just, you know, revealing your truth and just letting it flow. Flow naturally. And, you know, help inspire others that's out there that's going through the same thing. Because um, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this, this is, like, fitting. And I, like, shared it all over my um, my personal and my professional um uh, IG page and everything because I was like I need I want everybody to understand this message you know and just just to view the art because it, it was very touching very very touching oh yeah I really appreciate that um a lot of people did uh re- share it and repost it um a lot mm-hmm. of people really were feeling it like uh, my wife did and sometimes when I'm drawing I I can forget the show hey I'm hey babe can you look at take this check this out sometimes I forget and um and and she just uh, walk was walking around and just noticed I left my computer open. She saw it and she was telling me, "Oh yeah, I saw that. I saw it, it looked really good." Like she was asking me, like, "Can she Aww. have like have the picture?" I was like, "Okay." <laughs> uh-huh. 
Look, I know that's right. Now, I know you were talking about the J. Cole picture and how um, T-Minus had reached out, um, or uh, not reached out, but liked the um, um, the picture. But has anybody else, like, reached out to you about your art and just was, like, talking to you, like, man, this is moving me, or, man, like, this is beautiful. Like, you know, anything, are you getting any of that kind of feedback other, you know, besides your, you know, friends and family? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting some. Like, I got, uh, like I got one uh where uh it was one I posted where I had the Bantu knots in the picture. And um, yes. mm-hmm. I had Bantu knots around Christmas time and I took the picture and I was like, let me let me draw a picture out of this, you know, make a picture out of this. And um it just felt so colorful. And um and I think that's what you know people really like. I noticed that um people tend to like when I play with colors. And uh, one girl I knew from uh, middle school, she had um, hit me up and said, um, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if I could, you know, curse up here. If you want me, you know, you have cursing up here. But she was like, dope AF, you know, she had uh, hit me up <laughs> saying that. And um, I did have a guy where, because uh, I do post um, in the story and I like, I'll talk about, I'll start up saying, what up, you know, like, what up, you know, what up? How you doing? And then uh, right. in my mm-hmm. story on Instagram, and I was talking about my craft, and uh, and he was like, a guy had um, wrote me. He was like, uh, it gets better at every picture and stuff. And he he really liked my uh, artwork. He can tell that um my craft is just you know I'm focused on my craft because it um it gets better with every picture. You know? That's amazing. See, look at you inspiring and reaching out <laughs> everybody. You know, one one thing at a oh, time. Yeah. That's all you can do. Definitely. Well, Leonza, thank you so, so much for joining me. I'm so glad that our schedules were able to get together and be able to create this podcast and talk about this, um, your art and everything and, you know, sharing your side of the story of your truth and everything. I'm so proud of you. you you're doing an amazing I job. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I, I really, I'm really feeling the Soul Field podcast. Like I, I tune in. I'm like, when you, when you took your, you know, your hiatus, took your time. I was like, where's where's Lauren? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I appreciate. I know I had like a couple other people hit me up and it was like, and and it really, it made me laugh, but it also inspired me, gave me that drive that I needed. But they was like, hey, yo, (laughs) hit me up on, they was either hit me up on IG or text and I was like, hey, yo, Lauren, what's a new episode coming out? I listen to every episode and I just noticed I haven't seen or heard from you talk about it and everything. Like, you've been real quiet this month. I was like, well, you know, that's when I explained to them about the the detox that I was taking, um, you know, away from social media and stuff like that. And it was like, okay, I get it. But then at the same time, as we were talking about it, I was like, you know, this would be an inspiration of what the next episode would be. So, um, the last episode for those out there who haven't heard it yet um that was the one that i actually took the time to say all right guys this is what i've been doing this is why i've been quiet and everything but you know now i'm back better than never you know every now and then i do my little detox or i have to take a step back to you know just refreshing myself you know self-care and everything but you know it's always to to help me and to help you guys out there you know to become stronger mentally and you know just just keep everything pushing and making everything great you know from here on out so it's, it's been great. So you, I know you're one of the ones that definitely was like, hey, yo, Laura, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I appreciate you so, so much. It really means a lot to me that you've been like one of my main, like top viewers, um, listeners um, throughout this whole journey of my um, podcast. And you were one of the ones that reached out to me first um, when I talked on the last episode about my seizures, which I'm still like a little shocked that I even mentioned that um, because I think I told you um, personally, um, Leonza, that I was like... um, it honestly blurted, I honestly blurted that out. And I didn't mean for that to come out. I was trying to, you know, keep that bottled in. Cause like, you know, mind you only like a certain, you know, my parents, of course, and like certain family members knew um, about my seizures and stuff, but I never like felt comfortable sharing mm-hmm. it. And it just like came out as I was in the thick of the passion of the podcast. And I was like, oops. And I was like, okay, well, nope, it is what it is. I'm sharing my truth and we're just going to leave it in oh, there. Yeah. So you were one of the first ones that like hit me up and was like, I feel you on that, Laura. I'm glad you talked about it and everything. And you was like, don't be ashamed about it. So I really appreciate uh-huh. that too. Yeah. yeah. Like if you was doing open mic night, um, everybody would be snapping, doing kudos for you. And that's what that was right there. <laughs> I appreciate it. But, you know, that's what the podcast is all about, you know, just being able to, you know, create the open platform and just for everybody have their chance to talk and and to talk about even the things they hate talking about or maybe ashamed or embarrassed, you know, to to talk about. So this is what we we got. It's an open platform and we we like a community here. We help each other out. So that that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. And I really appreciate the Soul Feel um, podcast. the music when it come on, I, I I freestyle to it when it come on. Hey, look now, look, don't get me started. I might have to have you be part of the intro, man. Look, don't get me started. <laughs> I'm already planning it for like the second season of the show. I'm like, hmm, should I have somebody freestyle oh. this? How can I? How can I? You know, push this up. So yeah, we might we won't, we won't be in, in some in some talks about this. So yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> Oh, man. But thank you so much. And I appreciate you. And, you know, just keep doing your thing. You know, just, you know, just just keep being you. Continue getting the help that you're getting. You know, continue to be a better person each and every day. You know, from the sounds of things, you, you really you really are putting the work in for not only your art, but for your family, you know, your beautiful children, your beautiful wife. And it's a beautiful thing, you know, especially for us to see, you know, the black males out there just doing their thing. And you know, just just trying to create a good safe space. Oh for yeah, them. yeah, we definitely need it. You know, we definitely yes. need it. Absolutely, especially with everything that's going on. You know, we don't we don't get a chance to hear that much about the positive things. So it's so important for that to to be blossomed and to continue to be talked mm-hmm. about. You're right. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, you take care, Leonza, and I will definitely be in touch with you. All right, Lauren. All right. Yeah. And thank you. I appreciate you know for being on the show. Well, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and checking out the homie Leonza Williams. Big thanks to him. Big shout out to him as well. And um, be sure to tune in and check out all of his pages and his projects that he's got working on coming up. And also make sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Go ahead and subscribe to this podcast, whether it's on Google Pod, Spotify, or Apple Pod. And also, most importantly, make sure you follow our Instagram page, which is at the soulfill underscore pod. All right. I I hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week and peace and blessings to you all. Love you guys. Toodles.